Greetings and hello, hello. My name is Billy Diamond and welcome to the Branding for Entertainers podcast. Uh, of course, where we talk about your visual, verbal, and virtual branding. And in this particular episode, it was great because I had a call-in segment where I talked to a bunch of other entertainers and they told us how they got through 2020 and even some of them moving forward or what they're going to do in 2021. So, Stick around because uh, it's going to be a great, great podcast. I would like to mention that before we get into the podcast, I just found out as I'm actually editing this podcast that Siegfried of the famous Siegfried and Roy illusion show um, has passed away at 81 years of age. And uh, yeah, that's really sad news for me. This is a branding for entertainers podcast. And of course, it caters a lot to magicians. But, uh, you know, it's all part of the arts. It's all part of the entertainment industry. And here were two guys, Siegfried and Roy, that really did some amazing things in uh, the entertainment realm. Not just magic, but just entertainment and really beefed that up you know and became this vegas sensation for sure uh, you know and they had humble beginnings uh and uh they did uh, cruise ships and then found their way to vegas and just had this amazing act for many years um so anyhow it's really sad news to hear that you know Ro- Roy had passed away and now now Siegfried. So uh, with that, uh, I don't want this to be a big downer, but uh, let's do this. Uh, My condolences for sure, and I appreciate everything they did for the entertainment world and even where we're at because these are the guys we follow. You have that opportunity too. Let's get into the show. Hello, and thank you for calling the production office of Billy Diamond. No one's able to take your call right now, but if you'll leave your name, telephone number, and a message, we will get back to you just as soon as possible. Thanks so much for calling, and remember, laugh a lot and smile often. Hi, this is Joe Diamond, uh, no relation to Billy, uh, but we do share a uh, passion for marketing and show business and making a living with our art. And don't let anyone else tell you something different. 2020 was rough. I literally started at the start of the pandemic sitting in the dark in my closet just with noise-canceling headphones in trying to just drown out everything just kind of like a sensory deprivation tank that I made my own home however uh, a couple things really got me through the year number one just creating different projects everything from tidying up to building a bookcase to doing a virtual uh, online magic lecture through penguin magic uh, which ended up getting 60 reviews, and it's wonderful, and it's thrilling, but the work there was still harder than usual, and something that really got me through it was something that I keep called a praise folder. Now, I want to be careful, because entertainers are often seen as egotistical, but let's face it, if we're egotistical, it's because deep down we're so insecure. Uh, if anyone, myself included, has ever had an ego problem, it's because of deep insecurity. So those days when I do feel insecure, I have letters, screenshots, uh, videos from several of my heroes, everyone from Marshall Brodeen to Richard Webster. I suggest you save a praise folder as well. Specifically, don't go through it all the time, of course, 
but keep it around for those days where you feel like you haven't achieved something. This is a way for you to go back and literally get a cheerleading section from some of your heroes, your friends, your family, uh, your customers. Sometimes you just need that little extra push that when it feels like everything is against you or no one's cheering for you. And this is a great way to do that in the coming year. Hello, my name is Landon Harvey. I am a ventriloquist. And 2020 has been quite the year for us all. For me, it's been a year for me to really evaluate everything that I've been putting out. Because all the shows have stopped. I don't do virtual shows because for me, it doesn't. I don't feel the same interaction. So I've put all my time, money, and effort into my branding. And that's my online presence. That's my social media presence. And I've been growing and trying out actually new things, new puppet characters, new jokes on my social media. Which has been really, really inspirational and a really neat way to connect with an audience in this time. So my challenge to you all is try to find a way to connect with your audience with the given circumstances that COVID has put on us all. I know this has been a difficult year, especially for the entertainment industry. But I know that if you if you look at your brand, who you are, and who you're marketing to, you can really use this time to your advantage and to edit and improve your website, your social media presence, and make your brand stronger going into 2021. Hello, this is Billy from the Branding for Entertainers podcast. Uh, who am I talking with? Hey, Billy, it's Conrad from New Jersey. Hey, Conrad. Talk to us, man. I know 2020 brought a lot of people down. We felt stuck and trapped with things canceled, tears shed, and loved ones lost. Yeah, for sure. It was quite the year, to say the least, and I think by the end of it, we at least all knew at least one person at the minimum that passed away due to COVID. Um, I don't know. What would you say moving forward? 2021 will give us all new opportunity. In times like this, I like to think about a quote that Maya Angelou said. Uh, She said, try to be the rainbow in someone else's clouds. And I think as entertainers, that's what we have the ability to do. We have the ability to come into someone's life, even if it's for a short time, brighten up their day and bring them joy. And that's what the world needs right now. Yeah. And uh, with that being said, Maya Angelou, she was an American poet and a civil rights activist. Let me just play exactly what you're talking about right now for the listeners. And I think it's really important. One shine anymore. God. Put a rainbow in the clouds. I've had rainbows in my clouds. And the thing to do, it seems to me, is to prepare yourself so that you can be a rainbow in somebody else's cloud. Somebody who may not look like you, may not call God the same name you call God, if they call God at all. You see? I may not eat the same dishes prepared the way you do may not dance your dances or speak your language, but be a blessing to somebody. That's what I think. There you go. Be the rainbow in somebody's clouds, or as my buddy on a prior podcast uh, interviewee, uh, Tim Manick said, be the ice cream truck. Be the one that everybody wants to follow. So, yeah, be that rainbow. Be that sunshine in somebody's day. Be the blessing that you are, even when you don't feel it. <laughs> 
So, Conrad, thank you so much. Uh, wrap this up for us, would you? Keep spreading joy. Keep doing what you love, because we will get through this together. Amen, amen. Yes, we will, my friend. Things will be better in 2021 for sure. Hope you and your family are doing well. We are. Thank you so much for asking. Really appreciate that. And uh, great work with the podcast. I've really been enjoying some, uh, some of the latest episodes. Uh, listen to one with your son talking about the colors of Christmas. And I really enjoyed that one. Oh, thanks, man. Uh, yeah, he he always enjoys doing those with me, or so he says anyway. So thank you. That's always great feedback. But uh, thanks for everything, buddy. Thank you, and thank you for calling in and just kind of encouraging listeners. Uh, that is just so important from that side. You have the power to do that, and uh, you as a listener, you did that, and thank you. Thank you so much. Take care, buddy. See ya. Hello, this is Wayne Gons, and I am in Los Angeles, California. Hey, Wayne. How's it going, man? What's up, Billy? Uh, <laughs> what a crazy year, huh? 2020 man <laughs> expect <laughs> so, the unexpected yeah so 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 tell us where you're at or tell us about some things that uh i don't know might be inspiring to some listeners or, or where you were at last year and where what direction you're heading you know there's a, I, I guess there's there's a lot of entertainers out there that might be even on the brink of just saying you know what i quit i there's no way we can get through it and yeah. and of course the whole goal is to get people to understand that you know what it's it's all temporary. We're we're gonna get through it. We will get through it. So, how about you, man? Yeah, I've I've known a few that's just said I'm done with it. Like they just I just to retire from the business. Um, for me, 2020 was really a lot different than 2019. I mean, only a couple months into 2020, we get hit with this pandemic. Um, shows were canceled. Uh, the last show I actually did in person was February 29th. And after that, everything else for the year was canceled. I think it had maybe. Phew, 50 shows that went canceled after that and didn't book anything else after that. And, and um, by the way, you, you and everybody else. So not just, yeah, us, right. Yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> we, not just me. We're yeah, all hurting. We all, we yeah. all hurt. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Especially the area I'm right here in the LA area. I'm in North Hollywood and there's lots of magicians that's in my area that I communicate with. So we all, we all felt it the same way, like tours being shut down, shows canceled. Sure. Um, and you were, uh, I'll interject with this because I know you is not only are you a magician, but you're also an actor. And that's obviously why you're in the Hollywood area. Um, yeah. So that, that whole thing collapsed too, right? As an actor. Yeah. That, that, that collapsed big time, man. And I'm, and not the two new horns, man, but I was on fire. Like I was booking stuff left and right starting at the end of 2019. Um, I, I, I did a pilot show about magic um, for NBC that didn't get picked up. And then I had a really good time writing a pilot, which actually had some really good interest. And we were getting ready to start casting. And then the pandemic hit, man, and everything's on hold. Hmm. Um, a lot of TV shows now are, you know, they're kind of sticking with their, their regular cast, not doing any guest spots or anything. Just because of the cost of, you know, COVID testing and everything. And a lot of actors don't want to be out, be out around it just because it's, you know, here in L.A., it's, the cases are so bad. We're so jam-packed, you know, our the city of LA is big, but it's also small at the same time when you got so many people living sure. in a condensed area. Right, right. So, yeah. aside from the gloom and doom of what uh, 2020 brought us, I don't know what's next for you, man. Or were there any things in 2020 that you were able to accomplish or do different or what, whatever that um, looks like? I'm just kind of pulling straws here just to see where you're at or see if there's anything that might be helpful for listeners. Yeah, I always tend to try to look at the bright side of things. Um, I know we'll get better. Um, you know, the, the vaccine stuff's coming out and 
you know, even for the people who aren't, you know, down for the vaccine, you know, for the majority of the ones who are, I mean, hopefully that'll work out and make 2021 better. Um, but for me, I really got to focus on myself a lot, like during the quarantine and lockdown. Like if you're not in the Los Angeles area, like our lockdown here is a little bit more, a little more worse than it was in other areas. Um, but I had a lot, I had a, had a chance to actually sit back and look at my show, redo some stuff, rethink some material, um, working with some, a couple friends on some stuff. And then I made the decision that, uh, you know, magic is the bread and butter for me as much as I do love acting and being in front of the camera. Um, you know, I'm part of the screen actors guild and all that. Um, I have decided to relocate from Los Angeles, California, North Hollywood area to Florida. Um, but yeah, so I'll be really relocating to the, uh, Cocoa beach area. Oh, wow. Um, just to kind of take up some work down that way. Um, stuff's, I mean, it's, it's, it's not cheap to live in LA and, uh, this pandemic hit, it really kind of opened my eyes up a little bit that I can do my business everywhere. Um, so, but I like, I like being in the warm. I'm not too much of a cold weather person, but yeah, me neither. I mean, growing up on the East coast in the cold weather, but, uh, I like being so, I like being warm. So yeah, I'm looking at South Florida, not fully South, like Cocoa Beach. And that'll change your market a little bit, I I imagine, I'm going to guess. Yeah, um, a little bit. Like I said, majority of the work I did out here was with uh, Universal Studios. Um, that's not so much the plan for out that way. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, with Magic being the bread and butter, once all this stuff gets cleared up, you know, I'll be hopefully back on the back on the road doing my, my college shows and my comedy clubs, stuff like that. Um, and it doesn't, that, that doesn't necessarily close the door on my acting career either, because I'm only a six hour flight away from coming back to LA if I need to shoot something. And one thing that this has done for actors, this pandemic has opened up a new range of audition types or vice versa, where you got to go in and meet the casting producer and the casting director and audition in front of them. Now this whole new zoom of auditions, I think is going to be the way it goes now. Wow. wow. Um, you can, I'm, I got to just really, I got a lot of confidence that I think it's going to, it's going to stay around for a long time where you can be able to, you can be able to choose. Do you want to audition in person or do you want to be outside the area? You remember the screen actors guild, you can do it over zoom. Isn't that amazing how that shift has occurred in yeah. video and, and interviewing and casting and things like that. I mean, yeah. just in the past year alone, um, it moved from a position of that was secondary to that is pretty much first now, right? That's and, that's how yeah. you're going to do it. So. And you know, what, you, know, you know what's good that I like about it too is that like – and I'll just be straight up. Most of the stuff actors audition for in Los Angeles, they don't get. You know, you go through so many auditions, you usually don't get it. You know, next reject, um, reject, reject, right? I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's a um, business of rejection. <laughs> but what's good though is like the producers usually get to keep your audition tape or you audition in front of them. You don't get to take nothing back with you here on your on Zoom. You can record yourself so you can go back and look at your audition and be like, oh man, I really, wow. I was acting that part, but man, you know what? I really, I, I, I see what they see now. You know, and you can help make yourself better. That's a man. That's a that's a real big bonus, boy. That's a plus. Yeah. So uh, let me visit that for just a second and kind of reiterate. So, regardless of whether you're a comedian, juggler, magician, ventriloquist, whatever whatever that is, 
um, you don't have to be an actor to do that, right? You can go back and actually look at that footage and think, yeah, yeah. What, what what would I do differently? Mm-hmm. Uh, wow, that's such a nice little tool, Wayne. Yeah. That's and it's a, crazy for me that's a great thing. Yeah, and like for me, doing doing magic on Zoom is not my thing. But I have found a way to use Zoom that I can use towards my, you know, another aspect of my career. That's fantastic. Yeah, so maybe the magic Zoom isn't for me, but my auditioning through Zoom. That's great for me because in Wilson, I've done some table reads via Zoom too, and it shows. And you know, and that's saving you know, especially doing like all this and stuff through Zoom. That's also saving the production company a lot of money. You bet. Really, they don't have to pay somebody to be there. They don't have to have a space rented out. You know, they can save them a lot of money, or they can use towards other stuff like paying our actors' health care. <laughs> yeah. So I, I know this kind of goes without saying, but just to reiterate it, um, do you think do you think like these meetings and the zooms and the videos? Do you think do you think they're going away anytime soon, or do you think that's a whole new thing that we absolutely have to embrace as entertainers? I want to encourage you to stick around for more of the Branding for Entertainers podcast, and we will be right back. Hey, I want to introduce you to a brand new podcast that just dropped a couple of weeks ago. It's put together by my magician friends, Jason Michaels and Steven Bergazzi, and it's called Do the Impossible Podcast. Now, let's face it, life can be very difficult at times, and many of us have actually experienced that over the past year just with the pandemic alone. And Jason and Steven have learned through their own personal experience that at some point in life, everyone, everyone will deal with a challenge that feels totally impossible to overcome. And the Do the Impossible podcast is their answer to those struggles. And it's both inspiring, but also amazing. And in each episode, they interview survivors, those with incredible stories that they can share, and they dive deep into the lessons that they've learned. And you can find this podcast on Stitcher and Apple Podcasts, but it's even better to watch the video podcast version over on YouTube. Uh, all you have to do is just search for Do the Impossible Podcast and do this. Make sure that you string the words Do the Impossible together, kind of like a hashtag, Do the Impossible together, and along with the word podcast as you're searching, and you should be able to find that with no problem. Uh, now, that was something that I didn't do right, and I was looking for it, couldn't find it, but just Put that all together and you got the podcast. Uh, And then also stay tuned for a March episode that has uh, yours truly as a guest. And it was a fun podcast to do. And I really talk about and I share my story. And I want to share that with you if you've never heard that as well. So tune in to the Do the Impossible podcast and you'll be empowered to do the impossible also in your world. And now let's get back into our call-in show. Hello, this is Billy. Hello? Hey, Billy. There we go. This is Peter Vignet, uh, a.k.a. Peter the Great Magic uh, in uh, Northeast Florida. Yeah, I know you, man. Hey, thanks so much for calling in. I really appreciate it for sure. Let me ask you, Peter. Now, you're a magician down there. Anything planned for the new year, resolutions or anything like that? Um, one of my New Year's resolutions uh, is to... Learn, finally learn the uh, mnemonica stack, a memorized deck. I was just about to chime in and say, I have no idea what that is, and my listeners might not either. But okay, so a trick is what it is. And uh, how's it going for you, though? 
I've uh, almost completed it already, so I'm good for you. <laughs> working good on this. So let me ask you, what led you down the path to kind of take that on as a challenge and, and learn that? Because uh, I really wanted to do something positive. Uh, we may not have a lot of in-person shows yet. <laughs> uh, There's a lot of truth to that. I'm looking ahead and try to be positive and getting ready. And I'm using this downtime to uh, to improve my uh, act. Oh, man, that's great. You're actually using your time wisely, and that's that's really fantastic, actually. So, But listen, um, you know, we're going to rebound as entertainers. Uh, we may have to shift a little bit, but we'll be back to live shows. So That is uh, my thought. Thanks for sharing with us about what you got going on and what, what you're doing here in the new year. And, uh, yeah, good for you, for sure. Uh, I'm excited to uh, hear this podcast. Well, thank you. Uh, but it's actually because of people just like you that make it actually work. So, again, thanks. Have a good one. You too, man. All right. See you later. You got it, man. Bye. Hello? Hey, okay, there we go. All right. Okay. Well, I just wanted to pick up our discussion where we left off last time. So do you think these Zoom meetings and these Zoom shows are going to stick around in 2021, or what What are your thoughts? You know, I don't think it's going to go away. I do believe, like, in-person meetings and stuff will be back. Um, I think it's all going to go about each person's individual. Because, like, for instance, if you're going to throw – you're going to call a, a meeting, say you're in a company – and, oh, well, you know, Dave, he's got uh, a meeting at this time, and this time so he has to be back at this certain time. Zoom, if you do a Zoom meeting, you don't have to worry about that. So mm -hmm. if two people can't make it, that's when you make the meeting. Or you can have your four other people in your meeting and your other two on Zoom. Right. Yeah. I mean, the White House have been doing that for years with their teleconferencing and stuff sure. like that. So now we're starting to catch up to them. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, and that's kind of what uh, these forecasters are projecting, that, you know what, it, it it's not the wave of the future, it's the wave of now. And I think that's, you know, yeah. that's... Like, it's not going like to go away. It's not going to, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, it might get improved, but I think, like, once once meetings and stuff come back, you know, you'll, you'll be able to pick and choose. As far as magic-wise, when regular shows come back, theaters open up, comedy clubs and all this stuff start going good again. I'm not sure how much Zoom magic will still be around. I mean, I'm sure it'll be around, but I'm just thinking if I was booking somebody, I'd rather see them in person than right. see them over a computer. Sure, absolutely. I agree 100%. Yeah. To me, it's yeah. like, boom, put me on a stage. Put me in front yeah. of a live audience any day. I'm ready to go. Yeah. It's but, like with me. I see off the audience's energy. Right. You know? Yeah. But you know what? You know what Zoom and video uh, shows have done? is it gives you ability to expand your market. So mm -hmm. even if you even when things rebound and come back, think about the ability to be able to sell even a pre-recorded show. And people will say, "Well, what what's the difference between that and YouTube?" Well, mm -hmm. I'll tell you. It's it's positioning. It's about marketing it. Yeah. It's about being able to implement it in a different way than just saying, "Here's a video, go watch the show or go watch mm -hmm. YouTube." It is about positioning of that, but yeah. it's amazing what that can do for your revenue stream. So in other words, if you're outperforming and you can make, I don't know, a hypothetical number, you can make $2,500 doing a show, a live show, versus yeah. being able to have something that's working for you in the background that is selling, right? Mm -hmm. Like a like a pre-recorded Zoom show, right? Yeah.
that you don't have to touch. They can just buy. My thing is just why wouldn't you do that as yeah. a and as an additional stream of income? Why not? Mm-hmm. Why not? Yeah. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Is that is that something that you think most entertainers, not just magicians, but entertainers could get behind and understand to think, well, yeah. well why wouldn't I do yeah, that? Yeah, I, I, I think they could. I mean, for maybe me, I don't, I don't think it would work for me just because how much I feed off a live audience. Um, you know, and I've had this conversation with magicians, but that, you know, before where they're like, oh, why don't you just do Zoom shows during the pandemic? And I'm like, yeah, that might work for you or the next guy down the street. So, but for me, that that's just doesn't like, you've got to, to make it good, to make it worth. I feel your all needs to be into it. And sure. I just don't think I couldn't get my all if I didn't have the audience feeding me. Like I feed so much off the audience. And that's sure. one thing I learned from Denny Haney a lot was, you know, that audience reaction is what, is what gets it for me. Like right. if Denny was still here with us today, do I think Denny to be online doing zoom shows for the magic castle? No, Denny wouldn't do that. Then he'd be like, no, I'm not doing that. He's like, oh, I'll wait till this shit's over. You know, that's, <laughs> I mean, it's old school. I mean, I'm. So your I'm, old school mentality, that's a, yeah. so here, let me put it in perspective. And, and it doesn't make you wrong. I'm just kind of yeah. dangling the carrot, so to speak. Yeah. And that is if somebody waved $100 in front of your nose, uh, let's not call it 100 Say they waved $300 in front of your nose and said, hey, can you, will you do this? And it was already pre-recorded. I, I guess the biggest thing that I see is our business is all about shift. So yeah. if you don't shift, you get left out and you get lost. So I, I don't know. I, and I agree with you. Again, yeah. give me a live audience any day. But I also mm-hmm. think that in business, we have to be able to shift in that. And also, yeah. well, and why, thought- why wouldn't you want <laughs> multiple streams of income? Yeah, I, I, I get it. Uh, but for me, it's just – it's a different feeling. And I've had people tell me, oh, well, you've been on television, all these TV shows you've worked on. You've done magic on them and stuff. And, and they said there's no difference. Well, it, it is different you know, when you're – vice versa, when you're taping something for a television show, vice versa, when you're taping something in your living room with Zoom. You bet. You bet. Yeah. I just feel – and and it's kind of maybe – and maybe I'm wrong for this, but it's just how I feel like. I don't feel I would be able to give them my 1,000% best on Zoom. I wouldn't feel right taking that $300 gotcha. because like, like for instance, like when I was like – when you would come into Denny's Magic Shop, you wanted to buy something. If Denny didn't think it was for you, Denny would be like, you don't – that's not going to work for you. Yeah, It might work for the guy behind him in line, but he would never sell you something that he knew you weren't going to use. Yep. So the point being with the exact thing we're talking about is what might work for you is not what works for you. It's it, It'll work better for somebody else. So I think that's cool that you recognize that. I'm, I'm the same way. I'm like, nah, just, yeah. I, I, I can't get behind the Zoom call or the Zoom video shows. I'm right there with you and I get it. Uh, but I also think in that process, we're leaving money on the table, but yeah. I give you respect because of the fact that you at least recognize if I can't give it my all, I won't give it at all. Yeah. And I, and I actually attempted to shoot some stuff, you know, around Christmas time for a, a zoom thing. And I shot it and I looked back at the footage and I had another buddy of mine look at it and he just said, man, you just don't, you don't have your 
you don't have your umph that you would usually have on a stage. And and that's not coming from not being on stage since February because, I mean, yeah, you might be a little bit rusty, but your personality doesn't change. Right, right. You know, for the, your character persona that you do. And my show on stage your brand. is a lot of who I am. Like, I'm just goofy and stuff, stuff like that. And he was right. And I went back and looked at it. I was like, I don't, I didn't, uh, I didn't feel it. Like it's just that feeling that you get. And I was like, man, I, I can't put that out there. Like, I just don't, that's not me. And you can't fake that because it does come across as fake. Yeah. Right. I mean, otherwise you can be, yeah, exactly. You can be the greatest actor in the world, but I can't act to be myself when I'm already myself. And if it's, I'm just not feeling it, like, <laughs> and, I can't and, like, and and speaking of that, I mean, not to not to jump way off course here, but it's the same with acting, right? I mean, uh, if you couldn't get into a role, or you weren't cast for that role, or or maybe you were cast for that role, but it's the wrong role for you, you just know it. It's like that's yeah. it's not going to fit, right? I mean, it doesn't yeah, I mean, work. I mean, I see scripts all the time. It's like, oh, you should read for this. I'm like, nah, that's not me, man. It's not, you know, nah, not happening. Yeah. You know, there's you know a lot a, a lot of projects that's rolled through here, and I've looked at like, nah, sorry, it's not my not my thing that I've turned down. And but Wayne, it's X amount of dollars, right? <laughs> you know what they say: you're always you're only, you're only good you're only as good as the last thing you did. Yeah. And if the last thing if I put out that I didn't feel I was my best at, that's going to haunt me. So what I'm hearing from you in our conversation, I think this is really an important lesson is is. Uh, um, it's okay to say no. Yeah. Yeah. And knowing say when no. to say, when to say no, regardless of yeah. whether you're an actor or whatever kind of entertainer you are, yeah. sometimes it is okay to say no. Boy, yeah. it, it, it took me a lot of years to recognize that myself that, you know what, it, you can, you can say no, it's okay. Um, it's not a, it's not coming from a place of cockiness. Yeah. It's coming from a place of, Knowing who I am. Well, hey, man. Thanks so much for uh, being on the podcast and uh, just uh, just chatting with us. And uh, hopefully listeners got something out of it. So thanks a bunch, dude. Appreciate it. Yeah, man. Not a problem. So we spoke with a few people and how they were able to get through 2020, what they're looking forward to or what they're doing for 2021. And I really didn't have a chance to share about my 2020 and my COVID experience. And I would just like to do that really, really briefly. Um, I think like a lot of people uh, on the onset was just very much confusion, not knowing what to do. And I realized that in the process of all this, I had to take time for me and shift. And, you know, if anybody knows my background story of somebody who comes from depression, which many entertainers do, and they might not self-recognize that, but it's true. Um, for me, it, it was about trying to implement the tools that I already knew. And I think because I had depression and the anxiety, um, I was really self-aware on the, on the onset. And I was able to kind of pick myself up by the bootstraps and just kind of get ahead and say, this is what we're just going to push through. We can't change it, but we're going to do this. So what, what did that look like for me? Well, some of the things that I did is I, I began to just work on my own personal life. And that was, uh, uh, I, I rode bike. My sister sent me a bike, <laughs> which was freaking awesome. My sister sent me a bicycle in the mail. 
uh, which was great because at that time it was really hard to get a bike. Everybody wanted to go out and be riding. So it was, it was really cool. So, Hey, thank you, sis. <laughs> so I did that and that was really, uh, enjoyable. Um, and then I also realized that, uh, you know, I, I had to tinker around with some magic. I had to come up with some new ideas and some new props and things like that. And, um, you know, so, you know, I worked on some things, nothing earth shattering, I believe the things that I really learned over the years in trying to deal with mental illness is finding the tools that work for you. And I think at the end of the day, this is what I would say to close out this particular episode or this podcast is find what works for you. And maybe you already found that in 2020. Maybe you haven't as we move into 2021. And that's okay. All I'm saying is is just be sure to kind of self-evaluate, see where you're at and what you'll do and what tools you'll find. Maybe you found some gold nuggets in some of the things that some of my friends and I talked about on this particular episode. Until next time, my name is Billy Diamond and I thank you for listening. It sounds a little strange. I never felt love in my life, only on stage. The applause, the acceptance. Rest in peace, Siegfried Fischbacher. Thank you for everything that you did for magic and for the entertainment world.